This episode of Ask WYE is brought to you by Pat Flynn's Power Up Podcasting Course. I went through Pat's course last year in anticipation of launching this very podcast, and it was worth every penny. Even after being a podcaster for seven plus years, I still learned a ton of information from Pat, and if it's not too arrogant to say, I think the improvements are pretty self-evident. If you're considering a podcast, you can't go wrong by joining Pat Flynn's Power Up Podcasting Course. For more information and to join countless successful podcasters, be sure to hit our affiliate link at wyeradio.com slash pat. That's P-A-T. And now, on with this week's Ask W-Y-E. H-M-M-C. You're listening to the W-Y-E Radio Network. This week, H-M asks MC how he's preparing for the impending surgeon's test. podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. And now here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Hey stranger, I know you've been real busy preparing for the sergeant's exam and we've had trouble finding time to fire up the microphones in the studio, so I just wanted to use the handy blue button on our homepage and send you my question. I'm wondering, what are you doing differently this time around that maybe you didn't do the first time that you sat for the uh, promotional exam? Different test preparation, different books, different studying. I was wondering if you can share with our audience uh, how you're improving for this test. All right. Best of luck, brother. Cheers. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate this uh, opportunity to talk about something like this because I don't often have it. So I guess we should really go back and talk about the last time. Dun, dun, dun. So it was 2012, seven years ago, if my maths are correct. And I basically took the test because I had a buddy that was taking it and he said, come on, man, you got to take it with me. It it was really a, a peer pressure thing more than anything else. I didn't really have the desire. Uh, I certainly didn't have the maturity to, to have that responsibility of, leadership of being a a supervisor and we've talked long and hard about the difference between the two and how they can intertwine and etc so i won't belabor that point but suffice to say the easy answer to your question of how am i doing it different is uh well this time i'm trying but how am i trying i i guess that's probably the actual question that you have for me so I'll start with uh, some books that have been extremely helpful to me. You know, we last week we just interviewed Dr. Jack Enter, who wrote the book Challenging the Law Enforcement Organization. He was a fantastic interview. Really, really enjoyed that. If you're listening to this Ask episode, you, you missed our giveaway. Sorry. But uh, good news is our part two interview with uh, Dr. Enter is coming up a week from today as this airs on March, let's see, 6th. So... Come March 13th, you can hear the second half of our interview uh, wherein we talk to Dr. Enter about what happens when you actually become a supervisor. We're, uh, we're holding out hope that uh, that will be the case after all of this studying that I'm doing. The second book that I've actually just recently almost completed, probably by the time this airs, I will have it done. It's called Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger or Arbinger. I'm not sure what, how to pronounce it. Either way, it's it really has been a uh, a very convicting book for me. It It's making me take a, a good look not only at my professional life, but my personal life as along with my wife being uh, leaders in our own family and how 
uh, we are treating one another, how we are treating our kids. I think there's really a, a good correlation between how I am at work and how I can be at home as well. So those have been two of the probably most influential books. As it happens, they're also two of the more recent books that I've read in my leadership journey. The next obvious thing that I've been doing is really reviewing policy. You can't get away from it. You gotta know it. You're responsible for it. And it really does benefit you to have a good working knowledge of the policies. Now, I will say this. It's, oh, dear Lord, it's a remarkably thick pile of papers. Uh, it is not the most riveting of literature, if you will. But there are definitely policies that are things that you have to know. We're talking about use of force or vehicle pursuit policies or code three vehicle operations, blah, 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 blah. All these really, really important things. And then there's some policies that are uh, not as important, still important, but they don't rise to the level of, man, you better know these really well. Because if you need to review them, you ain't going to have time. It's not like if I get into a shooting, I got to pull out my phone real quick and be like, hang on, let me let me check policy and see if I can uh, uh, return fire. N no, you have to know when those cases are in front of you and to act appropriately. Now, if there's a, a, a I, wanna, I don't want to use the term lesser, uh, like a less important policy, because they're, they're all important. But if there's not, uh, let's, let's say it doesn't rise to the level of immediacy. Right, I have time to research an issue that may come up, and I have to know where to find those. I don't necessarily need to know them verbatim. Uh, these are not the kinds of policies that are going to determine life or death. Whereas the other ones, the really, really big ones, yes, those are those. These are life and death policies. So, and that's really where the the studying comes in is being able to articulate. Well, geez, I don't know those 20 some odd policies that, you know, we need to know. I don't know them off the top of my head insofar as regurgitating them word for word. But these other ones, I, I have to have beyond a working knowledge, right? And, we, I, and I've explained that already. The other thing that I've been looking into is the, uh, what's called in the, on the police side of things, is the legal source book. Now, and I don't know if other states have something similar, but here in California, if you go to uh, copware.com, you can look into it. I, you have to like put in your agency ID, and it, this isn't something that just anybody can access willy-nilly. You have to be a police officer. And it talks about, actually, it's, it's pretty cool. You can research certain things. Like, I've got my trainee this, this past couple weeks, and he's like, well, you know, if we go serve this warrant, and the dude is standing in the doorway, can I arrest him? Or it, I, if the warrant says I can't do it in, you know, private property. So, so I said, let's go to the legal source, source book. And I made him look it up and sure shooting. Uh, the doorway of a residence does not count as private property, which means yoink, you get to take him to jail. So it, it was, it was a good resource. It was really cool to uh, have that again at my fingertips. Cause it's, it's on the iPad. It's on my cell phone, uh, as is policy, as is our field operations guide, which is a basically a checklist of, hey, you're facing this situation. Refer to page X, and page X will give you a rundown of do this, then do this. If this, then do that. It's just a follow the, the lines all the way down for those intense situations that need 
your immediate attention that maybe you haven't dealt with before. It's a, it's a good resource to have. So having that at your fingertips is, has been very beneficial. Other thing I've been doing, two, two more things, and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. The first one is I actually had the opportunity to do a mock oral board. So the way that it works for at least my agency testing for Sergeant, we have the written, which as this airs, I did yesterday. And uh, God willing, I passed it. And then a couple weeks after that, which will be the week of the 18th of March. So if you're listening to this in the future, <clears throat> hopefully it went well. <laughs> At least that's what I'm I'm planning on. So then you have the, the oral board, right? So it's it's a number of anywhere from, I don't know, I think usually three people, I think. At least it was back in 2012. Three people that are not a part of the agency and lieutenants are above and they will ask you questions and they will throw you these questions and then you have to answer them basically on the fly. How have I prepared for that, you ask? Well, having a little show on the internet hasn't been uh, detrimental. Being able to talk on my feet has been a skill that has taken a lot of work and I received the best training I have ever had in that arena through my journey in Toastmasters. I spent two years in a Toastmasters club. If you're not familiar with what Toastmasters is, it's a public speaking club. Now, hang on a second. So let's think about that. Public speaking club. You mean a bunch of people get together and speak in public on purpose. Yes, that's a thing. And you would be astounded at the cross-section of folks that are a part of this club. People that are absolutely terrified of speaking in public and they will get up there and they will make themselves give speeches. And I've, I've seen the journey of a couple of people I, I'm thinking of that were a part of my club and to see how they improved over time was absolutely phenomenal. One of the things that I really enjoyed about Toastmasters is they do this thing every, every meeting called table topics. And there would be a list of six or seven questions and you never knew what the questions were and you would randomly get picked out of the crowd. Hey, MC, come on up and uh, tell us what your favorite memory of Christmas was as a child. And then I would have to speak for one minute to two minutes. It would only qualify if I hit that one minute and then in, I had to continue. But if I went over two and a half minutes, I would get disqualified for taking too long. So it helps you to not only talk on your feet, but it helps you pay attention to time as well. If somebody asks me a question, let's say, you know, these, these oral, oral boards come up and they ask me a question and I riff for like 20 minutes and there's like six more questions to go. That's going to be a problem. So time management is a big part of public speaking and talking on your feet, you know, off the, off the cuff, if you will, is a, a really big benefit particularly in these oral board situations. The last thing that I've done is networking. And I'm not talking about going to mixers or, you know, calling old college roommates or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about people that are currently supervisors or have been in the past and are now lieutenants or captains. Talk to them. Say, hey, when you took the test, what was your biggest struggle? What did you learn through the experience? What would you do different now than you did then, you know, going back to the, the mock orals that I was able to take a part of, there was a uh, now retired Lieutenant that took part in both of my mock orals, uh, this one, this past couple weeks ago, and then the one seven years ago. And he said, when I was done 
and uh, I, I want to say I will almost directly quote him, but it was something to the effect of, you know, I remember the last time you were sitting in front of me like this and yeah, I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about you. Uh, hi, God, that starts well. That's fantastic. Thanks very much. But he actually had really nice things to say. And I got some great feedback, some good notes, some things to take to the actual oral that's coming up. So practicing can be fantastic. You know, these, these, things, these things tend to have very similar questions throughout. You know you're going to get a question about what have you done to prepare for the position of a sergeant what's the job of a sergeant and then of course there's going to be the the ending one where okay that's that concludes our official interview portion is there anything you would like to leave us with and that's where you launch into your closing so you can kind of prepare for those ones but it's it's the ones where they're going to ask you policy questions you have to be able to recognize oh okay this is the harassment one or oh this is the uh, the discipline one or oh this is the uh, the budgeting one they're they're gonna hit me up about uh keeping overtime costs down w whatever it is right not over preparing believe it or not is something that i think is is pretty important not not getting so wrapped around the axle about it i gotta go in there calm i gotta go in there confident I got to go in there with this amazing head of hair. And ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it. Thanks very much. Tip your weight. No? Oh, I'm waving to myself at MCPD. Ah, God, it's so weird doing a show without, uh, without Justin sitting next to me. But he did ask me the question. So those, those are the things that I have been doing. I've really been doing a lot of soul searching. And, you know, we, we've talked about me coming off the bike here in the next few months. I'm now an FTO. And th that experience has been interesting. Uh, it's been challenging. It's been rewarding. I've, I've enjoyed it. I feel like I'm being kind of not, not pushed in a bad way, but, uh, guided. I've, I'm being directed into, uh, this, this new chapter and I feel really confident about my abilities to, to be a, not just a good supervisor. Anybody can be a, a, a good supervisor. I don't want to just fill boots and, and keep, keep a seat warm. I want to look out for my people I want to help them be the best officers that they can be. I want to help them be the safest officers they can be. And it's been my experience through the motorcycle, I think, really, that that makes me uniquely placed for that. So that's definitely going to be something I'm going to I'm going to bring up. You know, having your hero sheet, your your CV, your resume, whatever it is you want to call it, wherever you are in your career right now, and this was told to me time and time again, and I did not pay much attention to it. So Take it from me, believe me, any class you go to, any training you receive, write it down because my CV now is pages long. I look at it and I'm like, holy cow, who is this guy who's been to all these classes and has all these certifications? You got to keep them at the top of your list of, of things to remember to write down because when it comes time for you to put in for FTO or investigations or supervisor or whatever you can hand that paper over and be like, hey, this is me on paper. Now let me tell you about the kind of man or the kind of woman that I am and back up what you're seeing in front of you. Be confident, be capable, and believe it or not, you're, you're not going to believe that I'm actually going to say this. And this actually also came up in my mock oral. They, they said what stood out most in my mock oral was my humility, and <laughs> which is not something I've been accused of in the past. And I was very proud of that. I, I, I took that to heart. And what they meant by that, they told me later was, you know, you, in your answers, you weren't afraid to ask for, for help. 
right? If I don't know the answers, well, you know, there was one particular question that came up, so I've, I've never dealt with that situation. First thing I'm gonna do is find somebody I know who's been through it and pick their brain. Let's figure out the right way to handle this. So being uh, vulnerable, uh, not coming off as a know-it-all, asking for help, wanting to learn, these are all good characteristics that, uh, that I've been encouraged to continue. So I hope that answers your question, brother. I, I appreciate your support. And on a final note, I will say if, uh, if you're a member of my email list, I, uh, <laughs> I sent out an email a couple of days ago now and just, it was a very selfish email. It's not something I typically do. Usually I'm sending out, you know, notices for a new show or stuff we put up on YouTube or, you know, cool new resource or a widget that we like that's been helpful for us that may benefit our, our audience and you guys and et cetera. But basically I sent out a, an email and said, hey, I'm taking this test and uh, I, I, would, I would love for you to uh, reach out to me. Give me a word of encouragement. Say a prayer. I absolutely believe in the power of prayer. I believe in community. I believe in, in positive mindset. And I, my email has been flooded today with uh, really awesome emails. I, I probably got 30, 40 emails today just talking about taking this test and the support that I felt from certainly all over the country. Uh, I know there've been a couple from outside the country as well. I just wanna take a couple of seconds and say, thank you. I said to myself this morning, I'm gonna reach out to each and every person and, and personally reply and oh, oh my God, I, it's, I'm overwhelmed at the number of folks. So uh, I, I may still try and do that, uh, but if for some reason I drop the ball, I just wanna say a very deep and heartfelt thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, well, that wraps up this week's Ask WYE. If you have a question for either myself or for Justin, the happy medic, or for both of us, that's perfectly fine as well. Just make sure you go to wyeradio.com. That's our homepage on the right sidebar. You're gonna see a little blue tab with a microphone that says Ask WYE. Click that sucker. You can record a 90-second question. We will put you on the show and we will answer your question. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Cheers.